People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. fans and welcome to another episode of the 20 by 20 ring crew as always you got matt here alongside joe what's up what's going on joe i'll uh, tell you what's going on what's going on i'm sleep deprived and highly caffeinated that's what's going on you know sleep is something that i think you and i both can get a lot of um i'll just leave it at that i just uh i've been groggy myself work's been crazy and uh same here bro yeah, so I'm just glad to be doing this. And I'm going to sleep well tonight. I'm glad it's almost the weekend for us as we record this. So, uh, you know, I'm a boring 9 to fiver Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. I can't even talk. <laughs> That's how tired I am. Should be a fun episode. Fun day, fun day through Friday. Yeah. <laughs> as always, we have some wrestling on in the background on, on the... The side TV, if you want to call it. we got to come up with official names for these TVs. We do. Well, they're your TVs, <laughs> so you tell me. That's too much work, man. My, my to-do list is, is ever-growing and, and never uh, never changing. Never like changing. Just... <laughs> um, we got some uh, Mid-Atlantic. They're, they're the Peacock, the WWE Network portion of Peacock has updated a lot of, uh, finally... And, and some people would say, going to give them credit for this. Oh, see, they, they've they've added all this. So you can stop complaining about it. No, I'm, I'm not going to stop complaining about it because this should have been launch. It should have been launch. You're absolutely right. If, if you weren't ready for it, you shouldn't have gone live. I, I, don't, I don't give a shit about your WrestleMania and all that shit. If you if you want paying customers and you want their respect, uh, you, you can't take it for somebody who's actually in IT. You can't just launch it and be like, oh, well, we're going to fix it later. <laughs> Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there's a there's a laundry list of that. So, with that being said, I mean, yeah, here we are in July. They, they Can ha- we call this TV Russelltron? I'm okay with that. Okay, if everybody else is okay with that, Russelltron it is. <laughs> um, so, what's this TV then? Um, I don't know. Uh, you're, ju- you're just like yeah. Peacock. You're just launching shit <laughs> before it's ready. Um, well, anyways, yeah, we got some Mid-Atlantic. Uh, I don't remember what year this is from. 86, maybe? Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah, I want to say 86. So, I, as far as, like, major stuff, we're, we're missing some some uh, we're missing some WCW on, on here as of this recording. We're still missing... Clash of the Champions, which I, I don't know how, why that's why th- why Thunder is put on there first. I'm I'm not sure either. <laughs> I, I really don't know the rhyme or reason be, behind um, their release. Yeah. Uh, the the way they release stuff, I just it's it's always bizarre. It never seems to make any kind of sense. Like it just I, to me, it's like all right, yeah, you want to release your WWE stuff first. Okay, that's fine. But like then. Like when you do WCW, just do all of WCW. Like, well, I just, I just don't understand it. I don't, it, I don't know. Whatever. And and then, well, that, to your point, like they'll do okay. We're gonna release Thunder, and it's not like it's not even like 
blocks of thunder. It, you know, it's not like a window from, you know, July of this year to the next year in March. No, it's like, oh, we'll do ten episodes from this stretch, and then, like, three years later we'll do this, and then, yeah, yeah and then just big gaps in between. Like, I don't, I never fucking they, understand. They even did that with their own stuff. I mean, SmackDown was, uh... I want to say it took them like two months to get every episode of SmackDown on there. And it's like, that's that's one of your current shows. I, I just don't understand that. Um, anyways, on, on the main screen, the one that's sitting right in front of us, we have the uh, July something episode. That... We have John Cena staring at us very morosely. <laughs> John Cena with his uh, John Deere get up. We're going to talk more about John Cena, I'm sure. He's he's opened up Raw. This is the the Raw after Money in the Bank, so you guys can do the math. I'm I'm not sure on dates. I don't even know what date it is today. It's not not, not important, but uh, John Cena is back. We got a live first live audience Raw since March of 2020. Jesus, um, believe that or not, um, interesting times for sure. It's it, it is a little weird. To see John Cena in a crowd, it almost feels like we're watching an old episode of Raw. Yeah, very, very <laughs> nostalgia. No matter how you feel about John Cena, he is back. I I, I don't know his official role right now, but I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about that. I thought he was a subway, a subway employee that just got loose. I, yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot, I'm, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a John Cena hater, because that that era is over with, but there's not a lot that exciting. Like, you know, you got The Rock, who if The Rock comes back and wrestles, I can give two shits. I really don't care. He doesn't have it anymore. He's not, he hasn't wrestled in years. Right. And we can't expect him to come back and be a good wrestler again. It's not going to happen. But at least what I can say with The Rock, it's like, oh, he's, he's doing this movie or he's doing this show. I'm like, okay. Like, with John Cena, like, not only did I not give a shit about his wrestling, but the the types of shows or movies that he's doing, the Fast and Furious series, you know, the, the upcoming Suicide Squad, you know, I, I give or take. I, James Gunn, you know, of course, has done very well with with franchise in the past. Yeah, oh yeah. I still, I'm still very you know iffy on on all that shit. So even with even the John Cena outside of wrestling, I'm just like, dude, I can give two shits about him. Yeah, yeah, but we see Matt Riddle come out on the scooter. This should be uh, some uh, comic relief here. Wait, is he back to being Matt Riddle, or is he still just Riddle? I think he's just Riddle. Okay, I refuse to call him just that though. No, yeah, yeah, I get that. (laughs) Oh wow! Yeah, is that is that new? The birds when Matt Riddle comes out? Uh, it's been like that for a couple months now. Oh okay, yeah. Interesting. It's actually an upgrade because when he first started doing it, they were shooting out of his ass. Classic. Yes. Classic. So, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is... uh, (laughs) Took place at the Dickies... uh, What is that? Dickies Stadium? Something like that. Uh, Out there in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. Texas is getting a lot of the the first shows for uh, at least WWE and AEW. So... Yep. Uh, that makes sense. Obviously, they have. We still are in the midst of a pandemic, so they have the most, uh, one of the most easy restrictions and out, out yeah, there, right, right, or down there, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, Dickies Arena, 
or stadium. No, I think you're right. I think it's Dickies Arena. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and I both watched it. We didn't watch it together, but we both watched it. I I did watch it live, and uh, I did watch it. Uh, shout out to Mr. Wrestling Six. Came by. It was kind of an impromptu thing. Okay. I was like, hey, I'm gonna watch this. Oh, can I come by? Yeah, fuck it. Let's let's watch it. If I always love doing that for for numerous reasons. I love obviously spending time with you, breaking bread with you guys, and but you know that you're not gonna be bored even if the show is shit. So <laughs> that, that's for damn sure. So that's that's what I love about it. So <laughs> a, a, anybody that has an issue with WWE but you still want to pay attention, find yourself a good group of of, of uh, men and women to, to hang out with. <laughs> it's uh, it pays dividends, man. I'm telling you. Um. So yeah, Money in the Bank went down, and uh, where do we start? I want to go from top to bottom. You want to go, cool you want to go yeah. match to match? Okay. Yeah. Let me pull up. Please, uh, please. I'm not prepared for you. No, that's okay. I do things on the fly, ladies and gentlemen, here. But uh, let me pull up I'll, that. I'll sit and pay attention to Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. <laughs> I love that curly hair. You look like my grandma. He with that uh, hair. Those glasses and that he's got <laughs> he's got a denim jacket on, long sleeve denim jacket, and he's got a sweater. With the like tight over his shoulders, <laughs> on top of it, <laughs> he's like blue collar rich man. Yeah. Um, opening bout, you know the the pre show had the Usos and Mysterio, and the two Mysterios. Don't know if you need to talk about that. If, if you want to, we can. No, I didn't watch it. I okay. heard it was a decent match, though. It was okay. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. Um, oh, well, I will say this: how how do you get your what fourth DUI? And then win a championship. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> that's that's super easy. You want to know the secret? Please tell me. Be an NOI. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it is. Okay. There you could, you, go, you can get away with murder. As a matter as a matter of fact, oh, you did. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Starting out hot, Joe. Starting out hot. <laughs> too, too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> man, you know how much hate mail we're gonna get. Uh, well, that's you know, that's okay. Uh, opening battle of the, of the main show was a Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, the women's match. The yes. women's match. So one thing uh, right off the bat, what yes. I, I was worried about was: Are we gonna hear any sweetening of the crowd? Because you know that. That's that's kind of been like a mainstay. It's been like uh, the sixth man, if you will. Yeah, we talked the, about that in last week's episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we're, we're this is going to be interesting. Let's see, let's see what they do. And uh, you know, I, obviously, you and I both watched the whole show. Mm-hmm. I didn't sense any sweetening. Did you? To be fair, I didn't have it on high, the highest of volume. Okay, but no, I I I can't say there was or there wasn't. Everything seemed. Uh, Legit. Legit and, and live and real. And, you know, we'll bring up a couple different points throughout the, the this review uh, about that. But um, I'm going to bring one up right now. So you have all the women come out, you know, one by one with their respective entrances and stuff. And here's one. Zelina Vega comes out. You would think after all this hubbub, all this controversy about her firing and rehiring... And, and what have you crickets 
She yeah. got like the lowest fucking. I don't need. I don't even want to call it a pop. Mm-hmm. Just the lowest reaction total from all the women. Okay. That came into the match, and I was like, "What that's, the?" That's a bit of surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, "What the hell?" So. But uh, yeah, um, you had uh, Natalia, mm-hmm. Tamina, Zelina yes. Vega, <laughs> uh, Alexa Bliss, uh, Nikki Ash, right? Yep. Uh, who else? Asuka. Asuka. Naomi. Naomi. And Liv Morgan. And Liv Morgan. So I I didn't pay too much attention to the, the go-home editions of... <laughs> <laughs> The go home editions of uh, Raw and SmackDown before the pay per view. I do know that um, Zelina Vega and Liv Morgan were kind of going like starting something or in the midst of something. Yes, uh, and it it did seem. I agreed with the announcers. It did seem <clears throat> like she was the one of the odds on favorites or like the 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 fan favorite to win, uh, and I'm. I'm kind of surprised they they didn't give it to her, as we see Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant on uh, on the Russell Tron over there. You want to know a fun fact? Please tell Th- me. Now this, not to make this about my personal life, but uh, I I previously married, no longer, but my former mother-in-law once told me a story about how she was. For about an hour or two, she asked me, do you know a wrestler named Jimmy Valiant? And I was like, yeah, I know him. He's, you know, big He's the boogie woogie man. man NWA Charlie guy. Brown from out of town. <laughs> well, she's like, well, he, 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 on occasion, like maybe like a handful of times, babysat her. What? <laughs> it's an odd story. I don't know how that came about, but her, her dad... Who I don't know much about. I only met him like once. Okay. Apparently knew him. Interesting. Yeah. So when when he was down where he was where she was living, I don't know where he was living at the time. But uh, at, <clears throat> when he passed, he was living uh, in Indiana. Okay. But I don't know where he was at the time. But yeah, he was. He he babysat. Wow. For her, so Interesting. I don't know where the fuck he found the time to do that. But. <laughs> <laughs> the boogie woogie man is, is uh, great on time management. So, But uh, little little random fact. I know she doesn't listen to the show. She used to. But uh, if you're listening, hey, there's your, there's your story. <laughs> that, was, that had to be really fucking interesting. <laughs> I can only imagine the kind of shit that went on <laughs> as he wobbles his knees for us against some uh, of the, Bobby Eaton. Some of the stories that I, I I probably should have asked more of, but she was also a little girl though, so I don't know how much. She right, remember, right. But yeah, <laughs> a little random bit of history that nobody asked for. But there you go. <laughs> um. But uh, where were we? We were talking about the, uh, the women's match. Yeah, women's Money in the Bank match. They It starts off the show. Um, we get a, a, a very non-responsive crowd to Zelina Vega. Yes. Um, your thoughts on the match? Um, I, I liked... For what it was, I, th- I thought it, 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 it was a solid match. Mm-hmm. 
And I will say that, you know, like Tamina, she came in as like a big monster. She portrayed that throughout the match. I was happy about that because oftentimes you will see WWE programming just like be all over the fucking place with their their wrestlers or their, their entertainers. And she actually stuck to being, you know, that one archetype, which that's what, you know, it makes sense that she was that way. Um, everybody else in the match pretty much did their thing. Uh, the camera work was, was pretty good, um, for a pay-per-view. Uh, I know the only reason I, I even bring this up is because, um, you know, watching current product, whether it be uh, WWE or AEW or whatever, sometimes the camera work is catching shit that it shouldn't catch. Mm-hmm. And during this match, I only counted one time where they actually caught something that they... I don't know if they meant to or not, but um, Nikki Ash jumped... She did a spot where she jumped off the top of a, a high ladder from the outside of the ring onto the crowd of women and they were in the ring. So oh, she, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Zelina Vega was like on the outer skirts of the fucking group. She didn't get hit at all, but she still fell down with everybody and it was like, what the fuck was that all about? So, but your thoughts? Uh, like you said, everybody pretty much did their job, but uh, I was a little disappointed in the match as a whole. I agree with what you said. Uh, the Tamina thing, of course. Uh, I think I think what you're lacking, though, with the women's match, and I think it's always been this way, and it may always be this way, you're lacking that, that woman that's going to take those, take those big spots. Now, I know you got the, the Nikki jumping off the ladder thing, but what I'm trying to say is usually in these ladder matches, you always have that that outlier, that one person that this is what they do. They're going, and how they're going to be innovative. Like jumping off a ladder onto a group of people, you see it coming though. You see it coming a mile away. And at this point, you're jumping into a big crowd. As a seasoned wrestling fan, you look at that and you're like, how impressive is that? You're, it's, it's like jumping into, you know, like you're jumping into a mile, like, uh, like tr- crowd surfing pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be caught, you know, I'm not saying you, you need to get yourself hurt or anything, but it's just, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. You, you're missing that, you know, that Jeff Hardy. You're missing that Ricochet. You're missing that even Shelton Benjamin sure, type yeah. character yep. or wrestler, I should say, where that's what they're there for. Whether they win or not, they're going to have the highlight spot. And you don't have that with any of these people. And you haven't yet with the women's division. That's what you're missing. Um I know, I know some people may disagree with that, but when you have a multi-person ladder match, that's kind of the whole point, is to do some something special with that ladder. Now, was it a bad match? Absolutely. I don't think it was. But you're still, when it comes to men versus women in, in these matches, the men are always going to win because they have that person. They have at least that one person. Okay. You know, a, a yeah. Sami Zayn's another one. I think that's fair to say, yeah. Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston, yeah. yes. That just again, they steal that. They have that spot, that highlight spot that's going to wow that crowd. So let me ask you something. <laughs> you know, you bring up a good point, and I do agree with you. But what if, what if they took the time to adjust 
the match from a technical aspect, uh, i.e., lower the lower the height of the briefcase or briefcases, um, maybe make the ladders taller or shorter, depending, um, things like that. Do you think that would be a, a positive for the women's match, or would would you consider it uh, like? Would you be offended as a wrestling fan or or for the women uh, that they would do something like that to, to kind of, for lack of a better term, sweeten the match? Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that almost a similar concept as the ladies' tees in golf? I mean, you're, you're having them hit off closer to everybody else. You're right, yeah, yeah. No, <clears throat> that, you're right. That is similar. So, I mean... Without sound like a, you know, a, a pig here, but like I mean that's, yeah, I I, I guess that's that's a possibility. I, another thing they could do if they didn't want to do that, and again, like we say in, in cage matches and hell and cell matches, utilize those ladders. So even if you don't want to do a spot where you're jumping off, well then you might need to pick up the the aggressiveness a little bit and have somebody slam onto that ladder again. If you don't want to do those spots. Say a million times, don't do the fucking match then. Right. So, if that's the case, then maybe have a Tamina take poor Zelina Vega here, I guess, but use her as an example and slam her into, you know, a, a ladder and, and break the ladder maybe. Have have like a gimmick ladder. A gimmick ladder, yeah. You know, that's those are the things that's going to do a lot. And you're going to sell Zelina Vega basically being dead in that match. And that's going to get that crowd going even more so. That's what they lack. A lot of talent on this on this women's in this women's match for sure, but this is a ladder match. This is a gimmick match. You got to get with the gimmick. Overall, you know, if 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 not, we're not we don't grade shit around here. But if if I if I did, it'd be an average. It'd be a C. Sure, yeah. You know, it was it was okay. It was a solid match, but yeah. you know, it's it's lacking a lot for me. Okay. Um, what's your take on the results here? What's your take on on Nikki? Almost superhero, winning it. Gimmick aside, or I'm, no, no, well, no, fuck that. Put the gimmick in. There. I was gonna say it's bittersweet for me because she, she, she obviously can wrestle. Yes, absolutely, um, she can. You know, we if if you haven't been paying attention, yes, she can wrestle, and she doesn't need a fucking superhero gimmick to do it. I'm not sure why, other than from like a marketing aspect, why they would give her the the belt now. As opposed to before, but I, I'm just glad she won. I'm glad she's finally got a, a singles title underneath her belt now. No pun intended. Well, I, so we're gonna we're gonna just jump to the next night real quick. Then is that what you're doing? Because we can we can because that's where she won the title. She she cashed yeah, in that briefcase. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So are you? You're, so you're you're okay? And this is kind of spoiling another match, but that's fine. But you're okay with Nikki A.S.H. beating Charlotte Flair for the title and now going into SummerSlam as champ? It's money in the bank. If, if I agree with that, yeah. Know, like, mm-hmm. realistically, uh, I think they even said it on the, the Money in the Bank broadcast. 80% of Money in the Bank winners went on to cash in and win a title. Yeah. So it, it those that percentage is like it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way 
you know, more often than not, that's what's going to happen. So right. even if it is to be expected, as I saw it, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it, it sucked the way they booked it, but mm-hmm. it happened and I wasn't, it didn't surprise me. Is she, it's just nice to see. Do you, do you, as nice as it is, we still got some time to SummerSlam. Is she, what is the point of this? Is she, is she going to headline SummerSlam as women's champion? Or are they going to take that away from her? Yeah, I don't think she headlines at if, SummerSlam. And if that's the case, then what's the, what was the point of that? Uh, shitty booking. <laughs> Ser- seriously. Yeah. I mean, how do you go from she gets the money in the bank, and then that same night, Charlotte wins wins the belt from uh, Rhea Ripley. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, she cashes in. Nikki cashes in. And takes it from Charlotte. If you don't think that's shitty booking, even with the money in the bank stipulation, then I don't know what to tell you because it is. Unfortunately, it's really bad. Yeah, really it, bad it, it's bad booking. But uh, at any rate, again, I'm happy for her, mm-hmm. and it's nice that she's got a title. But I'd say, if anything, even if they set it up to where um, we get a rubber match out of Flair and Ripley because of all this, then great. But still the way the way they arrive to that, if if it involves Nikki Ash, it's still it, to me it's still shitty booking. <clears throat> Is I mean, so like here here's my thing, here's my take on this. Like she wins the, the women's title the, the night after Money in the Bank. More than likely she's gonna drop that title. I, I would assume to Charlotte Flair, which by the way they dropped her official championship reign down to 11. They're no longer counting any NXT stuff, so she's now 11-time champion instead of 14. Okay. For anybody that gives a shit. I know they, they're counting because she's a flair. That's what they that's what they do with flares. Yep, yep, yep. So if, if Charlotte picks up another title, that's just another cheap reign she's going to have. And do, you, do, you, do we need to see... Charlotte versus Ripley again, or are we going to get a fourth person in the mix, or a third person if Nikki's not going to be part of this? Is this is this a spot right here for a returning Becky Lynch, or does that not happen until after SummerSlam? I think I had to, actually had this conversation with a, a coworker of mine uh, at my nine to five, and. We both agreed. They are more prone. The WWE is more prone to um, take whatever they've got in the way of star power and use that first before taking the time to build a new star. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and so I'm I'm going to go with the the avenue of Charlotte Flair winning winning it again, mm-hmm. as opposed to introducing another spot or a fourth person or an extra person, what have you. Um, and and it has its pros and its cons, but I, I think that's where we're at with them. I, re- I really do. I don't I don't see them taking the time, especially now when we don't <laughs> we don't have <laughs> that. Uh, Really, all that much time before SummerSlam. Yeah, we got what less than a month now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I the way things things just go too fast, you know. Yeah, oh, boy. 
I'm all for uh, that third match between Ripley and Flair. Okay. Again, I just uh, right now if if it happened because of this, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Moving, I I don't I don't have anything else to add to okay. that right now. But I, uh, I, I will really, say really, really quick. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the the whole um, hypnotized spot between Zelina Vega and Alexa Bliss? I, you know the answer to that one. I, I, I personally didn't care for it. Um, I thought it looked cheesy as shit. It, it was like disgustingly cheesy. It was like triple <laughs> cheeseburger cheesy. No, neither, neither woman made that look good. No, no. And uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? I know Alexa Bliss loves playing this, this gimmick. Um, and I know a lot of people disagree with me, but the gimmick shit. Uh, it just she doesn't do it well. I mean, supernatural characters are extremely difficult to do, and most of them, like my when I say most of them, like ninety nine percent of them fail. Yeah, and this one is a failure too. And the best thing that she can do, what they can do for her, is write her off, give her some time off, have her come back as Alexa Bliss, and forget you ever did this because yep. it's fucking stupid. It is stupid. And, very stupid. and if anybody likes this shit, you're probably five years old. It's very stupid, but she's selling a hell of a lot of merch, so it probably won't be going any anywhere anytime soon. That's fine, but I but my point is that you're gonna get caught with it because you're gonna run out of good ideas to the point, and you're gonna you're gonna wear it thin. So you're you're milking this fucking cow for for all it's worth, and that's fine. Sure, that's, yeah. that's business. I get that, but. You're gonna have to come up with a solution sooner or later because this fucking look look what look at how many times they had to redo Br- Bray Wyatt because eventually they milked that too they, they milked it too hard yep. and they dried it up too fast. Now that you're in front, you can get away with this longer when you had no crowd because you had all the camera tricks. Yeah, no camera tricks. Now you gotta do live possessions like I have some supernatural powers. You don't. <laughs> come on. <laughs> You're being silly now. <laughs> uh, speaking of silly, um, AJ Styles and Omos, I find them a silly tag team. I don't take them seriously. Yeah, no. They, uh, <clears throat> this is they, like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> being twins. <laughs> they successfully defended the Raw Tag Team titles against the Viking Raiders. Um, what What's your take on this match? To me, this seemed like a basic Raw match. Yeah, it did, and uh, I will go on record as saying uh, the Viking Raiders are not what they used to be. I really miss War Machine, and I hope one day we get to see War Machine return to their former glory somewhere else outside of WWE. But until then, we're stuck. We're stuck with Viking guys who look like knockoff Vikings. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, doesn't that, doesn't a lot of what's going on here remind you of like? That mid '90s WWF. Yes, it does. You know, fashion like booger and oh god. <laughs> um, my my coworker had, had sat there and told me um, he thought AJ Style missed a step, and or is missing a step. And I I said you got it all wrong. AJ Style hasn't missed a step, and I understand Money in the Bank happened, but. Uh, it's not his fault. He's in there with a tag team partner who he has very little experience with. Yeah. The guy's greener than fucking goose shit. Mm-hmm. And that 
that that would wear down any talent. It would affect any talent, and you can tell it affects AJ Styles. Uh, the spot they did where he were almost launched AJ outside of the ring, and then he hurricanrana'd. Um, was it Eric? Yeah, I don't remember. Or Rome. Yeah. One of them. So yeah. What other names are? Ivar. Eric and Ivar, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was Eric. So, the, I mean, it was a cool spot, but at the same time, like, just the way he almost threw him out of the ring, it was like, it was very uh, labored, you know? Like, he, it was like, almost like he had trouble doing it. And it's like, dude, you're supposed to be strong as fuck. All you gotta do is whip a little AJ over the top rope, you know? It's shit like that, and, and you can tell they're they're going through growing pains. I hope this doesn't last as long as it probably is going to last, because they're still champs. But fuck, um, yeah, it, it you're right. It reminded me of just another Raw tag team match. I mean, the only thing I have to say about this match is make AJ Styles fun again, because this this shit sucks, man. It does, and you know, here's what kills me too. Um, almost has a lot of potential you could see he's starting to get it albeit slowly but he's starting to get it and i just wish they would have kept him off tv till he actually fucking got it so that when he did premiere and debut we got to see like a giant giant you know and right because right now we're we're not seeing that and it, it sucks it does suck uh, I, th- I I don't think they they make it through SummerSlam as champs, some one way or another. That yeah, I hope calls. not. Yep, it, it needs to happen. Um, the next match on the on the card, Bobby Lashley defended the WWE Championship against Kofi Kingston. This match, shortest match of the night, seven and a half minutes, technical submission victory for Bobby Lashley. Uh, if you didn't watch it, this was basically a seven-minute squash match. It was a seven-minute squash match. <laughs> Absolutely. What's your take on this? Uh, one, I'm not a fan of squash matches on pay-per-views or events, whatever you want to call them. Um, if you're going to do it, do it on fucking your <laughs> your main event show or, or you know shows like that. Mm-hmm. Not fucking pay-per-view. Why the fuck am I... You know, why am I spending money to to watch a squash match? No, that's to me that's stupid. I agree. Um, but the match itself, mm-hmm. like that was a hell of a squash match. Kofi Kingston went in there. He did the job. He yeah. did it well. You thought Kofi was going to die, <laughs> or at least I did. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley. He looked like a fucking monster. I love that Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. He does that really well. It's too bad that over the years, whether he was in WWE or not, that it it always didn't happen that way. You know, it's too fucking bad. I'd have, I I think I'd be much more of a fan of Bobby Lashley than than uh, I would consider myself now. You know, it's a shame that I kudos to Kofi Kingston for doing the job. Yeah, um, it's a shame of why they did this. It's it was it's unnecessary. Um, I will. I, here's where I'll give it credit. If you're going to do a squash match like you do, a la Brock Lesnar squash matches, at least give me more than 30 seconds. 
you know, so thank you for Bobby Lashley. Brock Lesnar, if you're taking notes, that's how you do a squash match. <laughs> you actually still got to, you got to be out there a little longer. Right? Yeah. You know, fucking people want to see you. Assert your dominance. Yeah. You got to show your dominance. I mean, how hard is it to just walk around and talk some shit and really just establish that you're the fucking man around here? But I, I agree. I, I don't think it should happen on pay-per-view. I understand what they're doing, and I wholeheartedly get it. However, where I hate what why they did this is because it's the who, what, when, where, why, why we did all this. Bobby Lashley, Goldberg. This is this is all this is a setup for that. Kofi Kings is a stepping stone yet again, and we're gonna set up to a match that really a lot of people, a lot of a lot of uh, half-ass fans want to see, but real wrestling fans are just like, dude, what the fuck, why? <laughs> um. <clears throat> Kudos again. All all the kudos goes to Kofi Kingston because if he doesn't sell the match the way that he does, it, it really doesn't matter what Bobby Lashley did. I mean, he had to agree to go out there to get his ass over for seven and a half minutes. Yep. So uh, there's not much to say about that match. Again, it ends via technical submission. Uh, Kingston passed out during the uh, the the full Nelson. Yeah. And 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 that's that. Uh, going up to the next match, this, this is the one that uh, we have already talked about. Charlotte Flair defeats Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. This goes six, almost 17 minutes, ends via submission. I will say this too: this was uh, that that last match, including the pre-show, was the only match that was under 10 minutes, and that doesn't always happen on pay-per-views for WWE. So, kudos for them for actually putting in somewhat longer matches. I mean, I know two of them are ladder matches, but actually the ladder match is not even the longest matches of the night. But um, this one goes about 17 minutes. For me, before pre-show and post-show, this was this was the match to, to watch. Absolutely, and, and, yep. And it lives up to that. Um, I, I don't love Charlotte Flair. I don't hate Charlotte Flair. I'm just tired of Charlotte Flair. As most people are. And... It is, it is what it is. Um, I expected her to win. I didn't necessarily want her to win, but I did <laughs> expect it. And uh, with that being said, I did love... I love... They did... They, well, here's what they did right. They did, obviously, the back and forth correctly. A lot of great spots. A lot of good uh, near falls that uh, really just emphasized that back and forth battle that they had. Good heel work by really both women in this yeah, match. Yeah. Um, just overall, the, the, the really there's not anything that I I didn't appreciate about this match. Again, if I didn't say it, Charlotte Flair wins by submission. Rhea Ripley taps. It's always I don't know I don't know if it's if it's just me, but when it comes to submission work, I always get a little weary about it because it's like. It's it's different when somebody taps out when they give up and they, they kind of lose that that killer mentality a little bit. I don't think that hurts Ripley, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see, like I said, where they go in the future with her. But before we talk about that, I want to hear your opinion on this match and what's your take on it. I don't think you're ready for my opinion. Oh, <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, Absolutely the the must-watch match of the night. Most highly anticipated. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do you one better. You ready for this one? Uh-oh. 
it's going to be one of my nominations for match of the year. Really? Yes. Why do you ask? I'll tell you why. Right place, right time. Uh, there's a lot of the same bullshit regurgitated week after week, month after month. Not just in this company, but other companies. And while they're doing tit for tat against each other and just producing more of the same bullshit to add to the pile of bullshit that's out there, mm-hmm. this was a fucking wrestling match. It's it's a match that went against the what is now the norm. It's going against the grain, so of course it's going to stand out even more. And they're both uh, awesome fucking performers, and they're working with each other. They work well with each other, and you're right. Everybody's tired of Charlotte Flair, including myself. She, she doesn't need another title, you know? But I'm okay with her getting it because at least this way... We, the, you know, now we can look forward to a rubber match between them two. Hopefully, it ha- it doesn't happen too soon, um, because I would like to see this drawn out for a long, longer period of time. I'm really enjoying their their feud, and especially like you said, their back and forth, their tit for tat, if you will. Um, you know, Ripley coming out on a crutch because Charlotte came out on a crutch, and she's calling. Calling her out on her own shit. Just, I fucking love that, dude. I love it. And uh, I, I really can't wait for more, but I'm a patient man. And I know if they they keep booking it this way, uh, they're actually doing it right. And I, I, I look forward to their next match, as everyone else should, because this is good shit. That's some good shit, pal. <laughs> the, o- the only thing I will say, and you probably already know this, it's not going to get dragged out. We're going to see this at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Unless, unless somebody comes back or they decide to make it like a triple threat. Speaking of which, so getting back to the whole uh, is the crowd sweetened or not, <laughs> this match was probably the, the first match where there was bona fide proof that there was no sweetening of the crowd. Why? Because they weren't even a couple minutes into the match and you hear the... the fans start chanting we want Becky and fucking Charlotte looks at the crowd she's like really really and then she just flicks them all off now for those of you I know there was a a lot of people who had issues with Peacock and uh, things being blacked out or losing the feed for quite a while Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of you apparently they went completely dark so that you didn't see the finger. Okay. Uh, when this happened, now I didn't. I didn't watch it live. I was at work, but I watched the, the replay on Peacock. I will tell you for sure. I watched the replay on Peacock. You get to see the finger. They don't blur it. I out. do remember seeing the finger. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know people who bought pay per view, uh, and they also had uh, it go dark so that you couldn't see. Um, the finger. So I kind of fucked up that, you know, they had to do something like that or they felt the need to do something like that. But that was good shit. She reacted to the crowd and, um, yeah, it was, it was just really cool to see that. It was like, wow, 
Because it's something you don't see often these days, you know? Given what you what you see there, knowing how over Becky Lynch still is, put your booker hat on. How do you book Becky Lynch coming back? One more thing. Okay. Uh, during the match, Charlotte uh, does a spot outside onto Rhea Ripley. She, uh, in, I think, uh, what does she call that move? The natural selection? Mm-hmm. Hits that. And she's super excited about it, and they're you know they get back in the ring, and they get the first "This is awesome" chant of the night, and she almost went to tears. You could see it. She they clo- they did a close up on her, and holy shit! Like you could tell, like she's clearly paying attention to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was cool to see, like, that raw emotion, no pun intended, yeah. uh, happen. Um, it's, it's, uh, fans, be, fan, having fans attend the show and being there is something I truly miss, and it is nice to see, especially in that match, mm-hmm. the way they were reacting back and forth with the crowd. Well, before you get into onto the, the Becky Lynch question real quick. Okay. I it's stuff like that that I think this company, especially WWE, really take into consideration when you create content and wanting to get people there live. Like, it's almost like these wrestling companies, especially out here in the States, they take us, the wrestling fan, for granted. And I know a lot of people love hearing the, the stories of old wrestlers and, and listening to their podcasts, and that's great. That's fine. But... We're just as important to this business as anybody else because reality is, if we don't exist, they don't exist. And and, and, and they, when you when you see that kind of raw emotion, it's like you almost it's good to feel appreciated as a fan, even though we weren't there. Oh, right. But it's good to, you know. So, for for Fort Worth, Texas, like you guys were really good. If anyone's listening that was at that show. Thank you for that because it just remi- it, it reminds the wrestling fans just how fucking important we are. Absolutely, and Absolutely. I, I think I think wrestling companies need to pay attention to that again and remember that when they're putting out content, make it fucking entertaining so you get those people back. Yeah, you get those. This is awesome chance because not everybody gets them. Some some fans give it out a little too easily, but this one happened to be well deserved. Yeah. So, I just, I, I hope, I hope that, it, you know, and, and only time will tell, but I, I hope that there's that level of appreciation for the wrestling fan. Not just for the wrestlers, but for the wrestling fan, because it's, it's, it's a lot different having people in attendance telling you this is awesome than giving you a fucking like or retweet online. With, with no disrespect to social media. Uh, Getting back to booking Becky Lynch How would I do it? Oh, they're obviously She's already obviously teasing her comeback Yeah And uh, You know what? (laughs) Man, this is going to sound very uh, Unorthodox by today's measures But I would fucking Just run with whatever she has planned She's really good at utilizing social media to further programs and pushes and and uh, feuds. And uh, I bring up um, 
the altercation, well, the, I don't want to say altercation, the incident online on social media on Twitter with her and MJF, where he basically told her she needs to stay home and and just continue breastfeeding. <laughs> um, and that, you know, that she's pretty much garbage or whatever. And she replied with, I'm literally sitting at home breastfeeding my daughter and I'm still the most overperformer in the business or something something to that effect. And it's like this this is the type of shit that they should be cutting promos on TV. Those are the types of promos you should see on TV. Everybody wants, you know, everybody wanted a Wednesday night war between the NXT and AEW. Why not let them go off on each other like that? Why? Why, why is everybody holding holding back, or so, or so it seems? Mm-hmm. Um, I know WWE has has taken the stance of, like, pretty much, oh, we're not going to, like, even pay attention to what they do. But then, after the fact, they'll do something counteractive mm-hmm. to what AEW programming has done. You know? If you let MJF go off on talent from other promotions on your TV... And you let those other promotions talents go off on him and vice versa. I think we would have a, a, another attempt at a, a Monday Night War-esque situation. Even if they're on fucking separate nights of the week. Mm-hmm. It would be nice. It'd be refreshing at this point. So, uh, with that in mind, I, I let Becky just do what she does and follow her lead. Figure out who you're going to have in there with her. I mean... Is she the next one to come in and and uh, go after that same belt uh, between Charlotte and Ripley? She could easily very well do that. Um, I I don't know I don't know I don't I don't have a time frame I don't have a window for you mm-hmm. about when she comes back and, sure. and whatever. But do I put her in the mix immediately? Absolutely. She's she's fucking Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking superstar. And the moment she's available, you better have her anywhere and everywhere that she's willing to to, to, to be a part of. Is it is it maybe it is stupid? You can call me out on this if you want, but is it stupid to even whether they do or not, <clears throat> which they won't? Is it stupid to consider her in the other division wrestling men at this point? Because I mean. Do we run into the problem of Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair again? Yeah, one time, two times, but it's, eventually it's going to run its course. That women's division is a lot of the same faces as it was before, minus, uh, or I should say, with the addition of a real Ripley and a Bianca Belair. If you go to the other side, I'm not saying I I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't about um, intergender intergender. Shit? Okay, I, I I know it works. I know it, it can work. It, it, yeah, it can work. It, it has worked. I'm not saying that's a right thing, but I'm going to say this, and there's probably going to be a lot of women that don't like this, but to me, I feel she's too big for the women's division because by me saying that, I don't, I even though they've main evented WrestleManias, I get that. They did it twice in, in three years. I I don't think that's by design where it can stay that way. They don't have the roster to sustain that. That's my point. Yeah, they don't. Because you're going to run into the problem of having the same matches. 
You have you have a few great women wrestlers who can Char- pull it off. Who can pull and it everybody off? Everybody else is subpar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, I agree. A Flair, a Banks, uh, you know, a, a Ripley, a Belair, uh, and. Uh, She's hurt right now. Oh, Bailey. Bailey, thank you. <laughs> but then, you know, the, the same division. We have, you know, uh, even though she went back down to NXT, but you had a Mandy Rose. You have, you know, Tamina's not a main eventer. Natalia's not a main eventer this day in her career. Naomi's not even a fucking mid-carder. Carmella, like, these aren't legit. Like, your your talent pool is very limited. So that's why I say, like, is, is she so over... That she's bigger than that division. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you no, booked that, but... I, I agree with you. I think she is bigger than the division. She just... She gets it, and she's able to do it. But I don't know that intergender is the answer. I, yeah, I, and, I know. And, and, you know, you're right. WWE will, will not do that intergender shit. The closest they'll come is the tag matches mm-hmm. where it's like if a guy is in the ring, a guy has to be in the ring against him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm okay with that. I think uh, there's an opportunity, and I'm not saying they should be paired with one another when she comes back, but how often have we seen that? And, and uh, it'd be a, a viable avenue for the WWE where... You get um, where art imitates life, imitates art, you know, a la, you know, Edge and uh, Matt Hardy back in the day over Lita, things mm. like that. Sure. So what's stopping them from having Becky Lynch come back and pairing her with her husband? Sure. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying you, you play it like, hey, Becky Lynch is letting her... her mouth uh, overrun her her ass so to speak mm-hmm. and so Rollins steps in to, to say something about it or support her and that leads to some sort of intergender thing I would be interested in watching that not necessarily because of that but because of Becky Lynch and her capabilities so that that doesn't always work with, with everybody else like I can't see Bailey doing that. I can't see fucking. I can't see Charlotte Flair doing that. But Becky Lynch, absolutely. She's she's definitely that uh, unique of a talent. So I just I just don't know. And, and again, this is the almost that sexist remark, but I'm not trying to be. I just don't know how long as a female wrestler. Not because she's a female, but because of her level of competition. How long she's going to stay as hot as she is. And that's why I asked that question. Because it's like, her competition pool is so limited, as we, as we already said. And at some point, that that fire, that peep, the, you know, the man gimmick, and you know, she, she could still have that and still be successful. But eventually, people are just like, yeah, you know. It's not. It's not as not as hot as it used to be. Everything runs runs its course. How does how does Austin three sixteen stay as hot as it did? Well, you mixed him up. You know, you had him. You had him fight Bret Hart for you know in the beginning, and then you had him with Michaels until he left, and then it was the Austin versus McMahon. But even then, you had Taker, you had The Rock, you had various different guys, McFoley that he had rivalries with while he was having that major rivalry with McMahon that kept it hot, kept it fresh. I don't know if you have that with her. 
with with, the, with this division. I mean, a simple fix. You you have the money and the name to get yourself good legit talent, and you have the trainers to get these women back up to that level. We need to focus on that. We still go backwards with people like Mandy Rose, people like Dana Brooke, people like Naomi. Where you know they're all they're all figures, they're all sex appeal, and they're not wrestlers. They're not good. You need you don't just need good wrestlers. You need great wrestlers. You need more Charlotte Flairs. You need more Sasha Banks and Rhea Ripley's and Belairs and you know Bailey's. You need more of those. Tony Storm. Tony Storm, who is who is coming to the main roster? Yeah, and but she, I think she's going to be SmackDown. So yeah, well, that's that's another question too. I mean, <laughs> you know, somebody as hot as 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 a Becky Lynch. I mean, I I know we've talked about that. She's needed on Raw for ratings purposes, but I mean, I think there's one of those people that you might want to make an exception with. You know, once she's once she does a program on Raw, if there's an opportunity to put her on SmackDown, why not fucking just do that? Break your own fucking rules. I mean, you own the company. You're right. <laughs> and I, whether it's USA or Fox, I'm sure no one's going to complain about Becky Lynch being on the program. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. Those are those are just the things that I, I want to discuss. Um, okay. They do the rematch on Raw. We're seeing Charlotte Flair's... Uh, In- inauguration. Inauguration, yeah. okay. Um, she, she defends the title again on... Uh, on Raw, she loses, technically loses to Rhea Ripley via disqualification. Of course, Tyler does not change hands. Mm-hmm. I have not watched the match. This is the first time that we watched that you and I are watching Raw, right? Uh, but we do know the results. Again, we talked about it. Nikki, uh, Nikki Ash, whatever, um, wins the title, catches money bank. She's now the Raw Women's Champion. As of this recording, that's the case. We, you know, we were, we're a few weeks away from that um, by the time you listen to this, but. It just it's 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 an interesting route where they're where they're taking. I'm I'm interested to figure, to find out where they go in the future with that belt. Um, I just don't see it, Nikki as this gimmick because she's a she's she's one of those people that if you give her the right if you let her just be herself, she's one of those people that can be great. Oh, Oscar, I'm sorry. Anyone that's gonna yell at us, Oscar's another <laughs> one of those. That, yes. Yes, stop yelling at me. I can already hear the yelling. Oscar <laughs> for sure is somebody that you know is that your main event status. But Nikki Nikki Cross, which is what I want to call her, she's yeah. one of those one of those women that could be that. Just these gimmicks don't work. These gimmicks are silly. She's dressing up like a fucking clown. Yeah, and it, it just it's stupid. But and I just don't see you selling SummerSlam. Which by the way, about I don't know if you know this. Um, they're going to do SummerSlam in theaters this year. They wanted to make it very cinematic, like yeah. So yeah, maybe that's why they have superheroes. Maybe can that's you, their can MCU. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? Well, I'm not going to be watching it live, <laughs> and I, I, I'll tell you why. Okay, I'm going to be in my back in our backyard uh-huh. watching the Switchblade. Absolutely, live. yeah, that's right. Warrior wrestling, Warrior wrestling stadium series. They do it again. By the way. As of this recording, only one match has been booked, but it's a fucking take my money match. <laughs> Kylie Ray, Thunder Rosa for the title. Yeah, yeah. I I plan on being there. I really do. Take my motherfucking money. <laughs> 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 Let's move on to the next money in the bank ladder match, the the men's side. Uh you got Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, 
uh, Biggie, King Nakamura. He's a king now. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, and Seth Rollins. This one goes 17 and a half minutes. It felt like 35. <laughs> I take it you weren't a fan then, huh? <laughs> Do tell. What, what's, your, uh, what's your take you on know, this? You know, kudos to Big E. I, it's, it's nice to see him get get this accolade and and I'm sure they'll he'll have the opportunity to use it wisely and whatnot. But I'm not a fan of Seth Rollins. I'm sorry, I'm just not. And anytime he's in anything, it's just he just it he diminishes the match for me. Um although it is not quite the Shinsuke Nakamura that you and I love. Yeah. Uh, the King Nakamura has been a step up. Okay, I from, agree. From from what he has been in the WWE, so they're they're getting they're getting there. <laughs> I also hope he's on TV every week now. Yes, yes. I'll be fighting King Corbin every <laughs> fucking week. <laughs> Who does look like Colin Mockery now? <laughs> but um, again, it had its it had its moments. But overall, um, it it just it was it it felt like a raw match, you know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. To okay. me, anyway, it, yeah. it it didn't have that pay per view hype for me. I I expected there to be um, a, a little more. I expected more out of the match. I really did. There were some good spots. I think there was better spots in this match than the the women's match. That's for sure. Yeah. But. Uh, I, I to me, it felt it felt too obvious to give it to Biggie. Kudos to him. I'm happy that he right. won it, but it felt really obvious. Um, some of the spots were too slow for me, and yeah, I, I, here, here's my here's my take. And this is I, I waited to this match, so this is where I'm going to get beat up by WWE marks. I wouldn't be upset if they just got rid of the Money in the Bank ladder match altogether as far as a yearly thing. I don't think it has that that, that oomph anymore. No, it that doesn't. it used to have. They, it's one of those gimmicks they just overutilize now. And it's... They have its own pay-per-view to me. I, I, just, I just don't need it. I don't need it. Uh, I hate, hate, hate the 80% cash-in because how it's cash-in. When it's done by a heel, great. It works. When Edge did the John Cena, that that you know, way back in two thousand six, after he does the the uh, Elimination Chamber match at New Year's Revolution in two thousand six, that worked perfectly because that fit Edge's character. He's a he's a fucking piece of shit. That's that's his gimmick. Right. It's also who he really is. <laughs> <laughs> Taking shots all day, ladies and gentlemen, all day. That's what I do. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you have somebody like a Nikki A.S.H. or Ash, whatever, does it really work what she, what, when she cashes in? Again, I didn't see it, but does it really work when she cashes in? Not really, because that's not very superhero-like, and that's not very babyface-like. And on top of that, whether it works or it doesn't work for that character, when everybody fucking does it, it's not a surprise. Even if it's a surprise, like, I don't know what it was going to be tonight. You just knew it was going to happen. You know how I would have did it? I, so, uh, to me, it didn't work. It diminishes her 
her super heroiness. You know, I don't even want to say babyface because what does that term even mean these days? True, very you know? true. So we'll say, you know, she's supposed to be a superhero as opposed to a supervillain, right? Mm-hmm. It diminished her superhero-ness because she's taking advantage of a situation. Yes. Okay? I think she should have came out and expressed um, concern over the well-being of Rhea Ripley during the match. And they should have set it up to where it will, she brings the briefcase to ringside and it gets confused by the referee or the officials or whatever and they think she's cashing in and somehow she she ends up pinning Charlotte Flair. I got you. Okay. I mean, Flair, I mean Ripley could have, you know, attacked Flair or something, or something. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it becomes a, an accident, a happy accident at that. And now she's champ. Um, that would have worked better for me than how it actually went down. You know what's another, like, like one of my favorite Money in the Bank cash-ins? It's not because the fact that he beat John Cena in essentially his own backyard, kind of, was when Rob Van Dam did it against John Cena. And and why? Because that's the only time that I can think of, top of my head, where he's like, we're going to do it at this show. Now, when you have, when you have like, wh- like for somebody like Big E, for example, you could, that's an easy way, as a script writer, it's an easy way to say, we don't have, we didn't have Big E, we haven't bo- boosted him up to this championship status yet, but now that he has his briefcase... We can write that in at any point where we can snap our fingers and say, Big E's going to challenge for the title. And he comes out and says, you know what? I'm cashing in and we're going to do it at, you know, this pay-per-view or whatever like that. I loved when they did that with Rob Van Dam and John Cena. We're going to do that at ECW One Night Stand. And you're going to do it in front of my fans, not yours. Right. That was so good. Yeah. And the booking was as perfect on that. And it wasn't this cliche. I'm running in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cash in because uh, he's hurt or whatever. And then you like when CM Punk did it for his first title, and how many people are just like really this guy? I'm a CM Punk fan. I, I have been before the WWE days, but it didn't it, like that title reign was never never worked because after he won the title, they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, they didn't. You know, like. They didn't take the time to say, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Because once you win the title in a cheap way like that, you know, then it's like, what? Edge, again, that works because that's his character. He's the ultimate opportunist. He's there. To, he's going to cheat. He's going to find a sleazy way to win. But when you have, you know, when you have other, whether you want to call them baby faces or whatever, when you have the other side doing that, it's just like, okay, well, now what? Jack Swagger, now what? Now what do you do with him? Nothing. A and lot, that's the problem with that. There's a lot of people that have uh, gripes with Eric Bischoff over a myriad of things. Uh, but that is one thing I've always liked about his approach to writing shit is, okay, a talent would come up to him and say, hey, I got an idea, let's do this. And he'd be like, okay, then what? And if they had an answer, great. And then what? 
And he's like, you'd have to go multiple steps ahead. Not just, hey, I came up with this this idea and then let's do it. Okay, but now what? Well, I don't know. Well, then... You don't have what? anything. You, you don't have anything. Incomplete. You're right. Yeah. So that that is the probably the most important question mm-hmm. concerning a money in the bank run is now what? Yeah. When do you cash it in? Great. Okay. Now what? You better have a fucking answer because if you don't, it's gonna it's gonna stay cheap. That's what you're doing. You're taking something cheap and and very advantageous, and you have to build it up. And that's that's the key to a good money in the bank run. You're right. I think Big E is uh, is a guy that uh, is is ready for that next plateau. Um, I, I go ahead. I agree with you, but at the same time, it's like, how do we get rid of the New Day stink off of him? That's a more important question. I think he's too steeped in fucking cereal and pancakes and all these d- different super colorful shit uniforms. Uh, you got to get rid of all. Why that. not turn him heel? That would be one way to do it, but do they do that? They should. They should have already done that. I, I thought they were going to do that shortly after he uh, he, he was yeah, dropped to SmackDown. Right, right. You know, um, have him have him turn his back on them, and, and then that's it. I mean, quite honestly, Kofi Kingston and Biggie are above this shit. Like, this is Xavier Woods stuff. Xavier Woods is, a, I'm sorry, he's a talentless hack. <laughs> And he deserves to be throwing pancakes at the crowd. Like, I mean, him and Jeff Jarrett could throw stuff at the crowd all day. Tortillas and pancakes. Tortillas <laughs> and pancakes. Oh, my God. Please, don't give them ideas. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Biggie, Biggie should be main event status. I, I think he's he's at that. He's been at that level. Yeah. They, they needed him to have a... They wanted him to get a personality. He went and fucking got one. Now it's time to... Let him just be this beast that he is. Because quite honestly, we don't have a lot of legit beasts. I'm I'm on that I can't card. I can't wait for a fucking scary biggie. I really can't. Cause it's, he, it's long overdue. He's got the intensity. Mm-hmm. He's got the know how. Let's see it. I want to see it. One thing too about big big guys that we don't see that Biggie has is stamina. He has stamina for days. Yeah, man. yeah. Very. I don't know if he's at that level. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. But he very uh, Undertaker like stamina, where he can go as long as you need him to go. And you don't. I've never seen him get gassed. Right. In right. that ring. So, I, I, I would. Uh, I, I think uh, before he cashes in, he should. Uh, it would. It, it would fit if Kingston were to be champion, and then he cashed in on him. But it. That's Kingston's not going to be champion anytime soon. I think you wait, you hold off on that, and then somewhere down the line, maybe even as early as SummerSlam, where you know you, you put them together somehow, some kind of shtick together, and you turn them. I think you turn them soon as soon as you can, because right now he's kind of just floating. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Main event time, Universal Championship. Uh, Roman Reigns. Successfully defends the uh, Universal Championship against Edge. This is the longest match of the night. It goes over 30 minutes. Uh, are you surprised that uh, they do this match over 30 minutes? And uh, what's your take overall? Yeah, I think they could have got away with it being a smaller amount of time. Uh, especially, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they went over the, the, the top of the hour on this one. 
Okay, so they could have easily cut the match down, still made the the hour, even with the reveal of Cena at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why it went that long, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, it's more of that Roman heel in the fucking ring, you know, uh, holding on to one hold and fucking mouthing off for a couple minutes at a time. I get it, and it works. That's yeah. great. Like, I, I don't mind that, Roman, but sure. did this need to be 30 minutes? No. You could have accomplished the same thing in a smaller amount of time. Uh, I was explaining what happened to my co-worker and he was so adamant that Cena was, was going to get booed when he came out and I said, I'm sorry, they, there was no booing for John Cena. None. They, that was a, a, an Attitude Era style pop and he, he's over like Rover whether anybody wants him to be or sure. not. So, I'm not surprised by it, though. No, I'm not either. Uh, but I think my coworker was. <laughs> um, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because the last time we saw Roman and Cena, things were kind of left in a gray area. Mm-hmm. You did have Roman at the time who hadn't found that top-level Roman heel that he is now. And they, you know, he was trying to be, but he was overscripted, and they were just utilizing him wrong. Sure. Up against a very seasoned, more than top of his game, John Cena, and he made him look like a fucking dumbass, you know. So him coming back, they, you, you get to see, uh, hopefully, uh, a concrete end to something that had been built up for quite some time. So it, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm interested in seeing where this goes, because now you do have Roman at the top of his game, and I'm I'm I God I hate saying this, but I'm actually genuinely interested and excited to see these two work together. I don't know if I'm if I'm at the level of excited, but. Um... Well, I'm more interested than excited. I'm, I, yeah, I would. Fair enough. Uh, I, I would use the terms my, my the term mildly intrigued. Okay, um, that's fair. I just I can't get behind anything John Cena does, and and, and again, it's not a hate thing. You know, I, I hated him when I was a preteen and teenager. I just couldn't stand him then. But uh, I mean, I still can't stand. Him. I just yeah, I just you know I, I knew he was coming back. He, he verbally said he was coming back. Um, you figured it was going to be SummerSlam. You figured, you know, this is the the first. If I'm not mistaken, this is going to be the first, like full capacity show at Allegiant Stadium. Yes, uh, I, I don't. I don't even think the Raiders have done that yet because of the pandemic. Right. Yeah, you're right. So, <clears throat> my my love hate with WWE is that for these events they get these part timers. If I had to pick between John Cena and Bill Goldberg, it's John Cena all day long. Sure, yeah. Uh, Bill Goldberg doesn't need to be there. He needs to go away. He needs to go be with his fat shirtless son <laughs> and, and, st- and stay there. Um, but uh, I, yeah, when it comes to Cena versus Reigns, this is the type of stuff you expect. I, I, I can't get mad at it anymore. I can't get mad of. What about this guy? What about that guy? Because they worked so hard. I can't get mad at that anymore because, I mean, 
it's like you're getting mad at the same thing. So you just kind of accept it. Like WWE to me is at the bottom of the totem pole of professional wrestling, and as far as entertainment purposes go, that's why I'm gleefully going to go watch a real wrestling show live, and, and I'll we'll probably end up checking out the show afterwards. Sure. You know, but uh, I just. It's just one of those things where it's uh, what do we got going on here? Oh, there's all oh, the twenty four seven championship still a thing, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I thought they got rid of that belt. No. But uh, at any rate, you have. Um, I'm okay with not watching it live because it's one of those things where it's like it's not going to be as exciting for me as as uh, other wrestling shows, and that's okay. It's it's fine. These, these guys clearly don't give a shit about being uh, main eventing SummerSlam WrestleMania anymore, so why should I give a shit? You Fair know? point. Fair <laughs> point. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> have, have, your, have your half-hearted wrestling card and, uh, and suck it. So. <laughs> but, I, w- I did like uh, just, you know, Cena coming mm-hmm. out, approaching Roman, pretty much telling him, you can't see me, and they leave it at that. There's That's no it, yeah. promo. That's it, yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't go long on that. And that, that was good. But there you have it. So that's Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Uh, before I let you off the hook, Joe, I, we got to take some time, though, and switch to another wrestling program. Sure. If if you will. <laughs> if you will. Um, the day before, the night before. He's already got that belt around his waist, man. <laughs> <clears throat> the night before Money in the Bank. There was a show in Nashville, Tennessee, in front of a live crowd, by the way. Slammiversary. Yes. Uh, I was not home. I did not watch it live. Uh, I actually have not. And this is why we're not really talking about it in depth, because you and I have not watched it. Yeah, I did not order the pay-per-view, but we did watch highlights. And we do know the results. Um, so there's not there's not a whole lot of point of going through the card, because we haven't seen the matches yet. We will, but just have you um couple things to point out here because impact wrestling is part of the revolving or the forbidden door forbidden door yeah i always forget the name of it some some aspects and that's really what i want to bring up is the hidden door because this is where pro wrestling can really outshine whatever the hell wwe is doing if done correctly and i think this particular night, for the most part, they did it correctly. Okay. Now, after being gone for a little bit, Finjuice made their return, kind of impromptu. Okay. They had a match against Madman Fulton and Shara, which is a completely random tag team. Well. <laughs> <laughs> the, the match was only about a minute and 15, according to the, according to the Wikipedia page here. Um, they're back. That's gonna be for later. Uh, Good Brothers, which are which are actual Impact guys, they're the tag champs again. Okay. Don't know how you feel about them at this day and age. Uh, that whole super elite thing, I don't know how you feel about that, but everybody's got gold again. <sighs> By the way, uh, more of the the uh, what is it called again? The Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Can't get it right. Forbidden door. I gotta write it down. Uh, Diana Prazo defends the title, the knockout title against Thunder Rosa, who officially is now AEW. All elite. Yep. She's 
She's uh, she's she's officially a member of All Elite Wrestling. So this is, even though this is technically before that, this is that interpromotional match. So technically, technically, Impact still has not beaten AEW in a match because I don't think she signed that contract yet. No, she didn't. So she was not AEW just yet. Right. <laughs> um, I, but the main event was Kenny Omega successfully defending the Impact World Championship against Sammy Callahan in a no disqualification match. Very intrigued how that match went down. I was really looking forward to seeing Omega versus Callahan. I at that at this point I still feel that Omega I mean Omega wins, but I was calling it while I was at the other wrestling show they uh that Omega was gonna win it because I just feel like they're gonna do more with him right now. Yeah. And that was the case. Kenny Omega is still Impact World Champion. Impact is still, still winless against AEW, unless you want to consider the Good Brothers beating Private Party a few weeks, a few months ago. But even then, they're pretty much AEW. Sparse at best. They're pretty much AEW at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Too much, too much affiliation, guys. Doesn't count. Um. That's how the show ends. Go home. Goodbye. Thanks for talking about it. No, we're not done yet. <laughs> because there's there's a lot that happened in a very short period of time. Kenny Omega is celebrating with Don Callis and the Good Brothers. They got the victory over over uh, Sammy Callahan. Everything's all right in the world for, for Kenny Omega and company. And then the lights go out. Bullet Club. Symbol of music is, is, is being shown. And out comes the switchblade. Now, it's 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 ironic that it, well, it's not ironic. It's it's it all fits together that it happened because the show that I was at announced, hey, our show is going to be next month. It's going to be the same night as SummerSlam. But if you come, you're going to have, you know, we're going to have uh, you know Brian Cage. We're going to have Lance Archer. We're going to have Thunder Rosa, and a very rare appearance. In the United States, by Bullet Clubs, Jay White, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, take my money. Here's my money. I just, I just threw out, I just threw my wallet in the ring. <laughs> take whatever you need. <laughs> and I was, and so I'm here. I am. Just yeah, like, don't tell them that, man. Those kids, they need another <laughs> education. Yeah. Uh, fucking rich kids. So it, it was. Uh, I, I hear the whole night. I'm thinking to myself, man, man. With everything going on in the world, okay, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uncertainty still, and he's in Japan, right? Yeah. So I was like, man, I hope, I hope they, he can make it because things are things are happening that aren't great right now, and we might go backwards a little bit, and travel might get restricted again. Yep. So I was like, oh, I really hope he can make it. I mean, obviously safety is more important, but I really hope he can make it. And then I find out that he's already here in the United States. He's in fucking Tennessee right now. Yes. And all is right in the world for me, for this wrestling fan. Jay White makes that appearance. And I'm going to say this right now. Again, I said this to Mr. Wrestling Sex. I said this on this podcast. I don't care who you are. Jay White, best wrestler in the world today, right now. Absolutely. Bar none. Bar none. Yep. And he comes out, doesn't say anything. He stares down Omega. They 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 have a stare down. Then you have the 
you know, oh, it's all good, brother. We're up too sweet. You know, Jay White's smirking. Like, you know, you, you don't know what he's going to do, and you don't find out because Finjuice comes out. <clears throat> they attack. And, you know, the the Super Elite, they, they go on their way. Now, Jay White eventually hits uh, hits the... The 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 switchblade on uh, it was not Robinson but the other guy Finley yeah David Finley and um, we gotta talk about this too real quick <laughs> yeah um and then he walks he walks away and as he's walking away he just happens to look down at the Impact World Title that Kenny Omega left and doesn't that's it and then he walks away he looks he stops looks at it walks away. I know Impact Wrestling is still winless against AEW. And in, in, in the case of this, we're talking New Japan for Wrestling and AEW. But right. this is happening in an Impact Wrestling ring. Yes. I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, I feel like Impact might have finally got a win in a different form. Yeah. Because That's... this is happening on their soil, in their ring. Yeah. And, and I, I think... Uh... I think that's the long play that a lot of people aren't seeing, uh, myself included, because just the way they've been trampled on over the past three, four, or five months. So, um, yeah, good for them. Sincerely, good for them. Uh, I again, I still can't wait to watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely interested to see it go down. And uh, yeah, this is definitely a positive for for Impact Wrestling. Well, let's take it a step further, okay? So this is the the, the two nights later, uh-huh. TV taping. It gets it gets broken out. I don't know when it's. It may not even have happened yet by the time you listen to this podcast, depending on when they air the episode. Right. But Jay White, who is at the what's at the TV taping, he's going to be on Impact Wrestling for the foreseeable future. And 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 after a match that involves Chris Bay and one of the members of Finjuice. Yes. Jay White comes out. I don't know exactly what happens per se, but Jay White essentially hands Chris Bay a Bullet Club t-shirt, which Chris Bay accepts. According to everything that I've read, Chris Bay is an official member of the Bullet Club now. Right. You broke that to me via text message. I was just like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, I do my research, and sure sure as shit, it it happened. I'll I'll answer it first. Sure. And you can chime in. Chris Bay is, for me, one of the perfect candidates for the Bullet Club in the sense of what the Bullet Club does for people's careers. Okay. Chris Bay is extremely talented. Very fun to watch. I, I love his yeah. work. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's 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 a good heel, but he could be better. And I think that's where the Bullet Club steps in. But the Bullet Club gives you that platform to really up your game. Because now you have to be at the levels of a Jay White, of a Kenta, of a of a El Fantasmo, Evil, you you think of like the biggest heel moves in the past six years, and most of them belong to the Bullet Club. To the Bullet Club, you're right. <clears throat> and Chris Bay has that opportunity to step that game up, and by wearing that shirt, by wearing th- that flag, 
his name just skyrockets. Now, some people could say, oh, it's not the same anymore without the Elite. As far as out here in the States, I can agree with that to an extent. But the Bullet Club is still very much the Bullet Club. And my thing, and maybe maybe I'm overthinking of this, but my thing is what we saw in Ring of Honor, we're going to potentially see in Impact Wrestling. And that Chris Bay is not the last of the Bullet Club uh, inductees. So, originally when I texted you the news, and I said, I don't know how I feel about this, I'm glad you and I are talking now, because now it makes much more sense to me. You're right. He, It's almost like he's forced to be on par yeah. with the, the rest of the Bullet Club uh, in, in that company. So, my only gripe now is, how long is it going to be until we see him in a Japanese ring? Because for me, that needs to happen. It's just going to be a, to me. It's it, it all comes down to to COVID, yeah, and restrictions. Uh, but as as far as his in ring ability and 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 the potential that he ha- that he has, it's it's there. It's all there. Um, that may that part of the 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 Bullet Club makes sense to me. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see where this goes. You're right. I don't think he's the last guy to be become Bullet Club. I just hope they do it sparingly and with uh, all the right intent. Yeah. You know, I don't want I don't want this to become the fucking NWO where there's like 18 different fucking color organizations and <laughs> all kinds of bullshit. Yeah. No red and blacks. Yeah. No, so, uh, no B team. No B squad. Yeah. No, no C squad. Fuck. No, no horse Hogan's yeah. over here. Right. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and that does make a hell of a lot of sense. So I'm I'm excited, and and you're right. If if Impact is going, if this is their long play, I'm all about it because where else are you going to get to see it if it's only on Impact Wrestling? Right. You know. Uh, speaking of which, really quick, if you didn't know, second night of Fighter Fest, I believe. Yes. Uh, or, unless it was the first one. Um, I know I know what happened. I just don't remember which night it was. But speaking of Bullet Club, uh, during uh, a segment with the John Moxley at ringside, the one and only uh, Bullet Club member Hikaleo at ringside checking oh, out Hikaleo was there, huh? Checking out the uh, that uh, American uh, strap that Moxley currently holds. So oh, he used to hold. I'm sorry. Yes, used to <laughs> hold. Uh, so that's that again in uh, much of a similar vein. I know what happened on AEW TV, but there you go, Bullet Club uh, re-entering the re-entering the fray of AEW well, television. I, I think it's what's interesting about this is that you know Jay White went face to face with Kenny Omega. By the way, I want to point out the last time those two went at each other speaking of that US title Jay White was taking that US title from from Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega yeah so uh, Jay White and, and Kenny Omega has some history and uh, they I'm sure Kenny Omega's got a if, if he's smart has a chip on his shoulder when he sees Jay White uh, let's not uh, forget too that Jay White showed up with the with the Neverweight Open Championship yeah. in hand too so so you look at it look, look at it look at that night of, of of Impact Wrestling and that same and, and that ring 
you had you had two Impact titles in, in the tag titles and in the World Heavyweight title. You had a New Japan title with the Never Open Weight, and then you had an AEW title because Kenny Omega comes out with that belt. Still, so you have all of this. If 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 they continue down this path and give Impact some fucking wins every once in a while. This is this forbidden door is finally starting to look like something worth watching now. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, I don't mind seeing Lance Archer beat John Moxley for the the the, the a, a, a New Japan title on AEW. I, I think that's what forbidden doors are all about, or or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that's what it's all mm-hmm. about. So now you have you have Hikaleo who. Really, just does the New Japan U.S. shows right now. Right now, he's on AEW. Now you don't know who's going to show up on the U.S. shows. Which right now, I know for sure, like the the Good Brothers are doing those shows. They, I know they did a taping at least. Yeah, that's what I love about this is is that you don't know who's going to show up where, and you have this open possibility of a variety of matches of of of. Uh, Programs that you can do, one-off matches that you can do. It's just, it's it's such a great time. NWA is still very much a part of this, even though they're not really quite there yet. I, I, what we talked about a few episodes ago, I fucking love that idea. If they got into the mix of that as well, you know, give me an all this versus Omega match or all this versus White match or, or whoever. Having this talk now, yeah, really. Uh, upsets me with this Forbidden Door thing because I love all the stuff that happened that we just talked about. One thing I don't like is that Nick Aldis and the NWA have not I'm I'm not (laughs) I'm not sure what they're waiting for you know, I, I really don't. And, and the last time I said this, they surprised the hell out of me. So I hope it happens again. But uh, right now, it seems like they're lagging, lagging back again. And, you know, now they lost Thunder Rosa. She's AEW now for sure. Mm-hmm. And her contract was supposed to end in December of this year. So I don't know what kind of shenanigans happen with all that. But she's... She just shaved all those months off. What was it, six months, five months? Yeah. Off of her her situation with them. And now she's AEW. So they must have bought her out uh, from the NWA. So maybe maybe the, he uh, he, tra- he traded her uh, like in a, a salary cap deal. You know, hey, take take her hands off, take her money off my hands. You know, as as a, a trade off, but. I, I really wish them and, and uh, you know, obviously Ring of Honor um, should be a bigger part of the Forbidden Door as well. Ring of Honor, I think um, there's a lot of bittersweet uh, from yeah, everybody around. No, I, I get all that. I get all that. But, I mean. I agree, though. I mean, can you imagine, you know, a PCO? I just wanted to see her face all day long, Joe. All night, all night, I'm doing this. Uh, for, for more ways to learn how to uh, raise my blood pressure, talk to Matt. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, you look at that that Ring of Honor uh, show, which, by the way, speaking of Ring of Honor, 
this is kind of Ring of Honor versus MLW here. You know, Gresham versus uh, Jonathan Gresham versus David Richards that happened at War Wrestling that I was there live. Was it, it was it worth it? Was it worth the hype? It was worth the hype. Davy Richards, you can tell, and I didn't expect him to be. But you you could tell that there's a, there's some rust. Okay. So I didn't expect him to be 100. percent But the fucker can still go. Good. He's not he's not as not as big as he once was, but he's still he's still cut, and he can still go. And he can still take his shots, and he can still give them. Those kicks are still as lethal as ever. Nice. Um, That's what I want to hear. And. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is the perfect type of opponent from I wit and, and and I was telling Mr. Wrestling Six this. I, I know David Richards and Ring of Honor don't necessarily go well together. <laughs> but I'm hoping I'm hoping that having a match like that with Gresham, maybe maybe he could be the, the spokesperson. Hey, it's not what it used to be. Yeah. Come back. Come back. Yeah. Come come do business with us. Because there's still a laundry list of guys that in that company that I would love to see David Richards in there again. Hell yeah. Um, and, and, and just David Richards in a part of this forbidden door situation too. Yeah, yeah. For whatever his reason to come back was, I'm happy to see him back. It was really cool to see him. Uh, he did not disappoint. It, it was not the five-star match that, I, that it should have been, but I didn't expect that either. Okay. I, and I don't think it's really fair to expect that yet. No, you're but, right. But you're we'll, right. Get, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Um, going back to the Bullet Club again, real quick here, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Adam Page, Cody Rhodes. I I, I used to be able to say Marty Scurll, but he's he's nobody these days now. Anyways, all those guys are big names in AEW. They don't exist the way that they do today without the run in the Bullet Club. If you don't believe that, you are fucking kidding yourself. Yeah. Those, their careers meant fucking nothing until they put on those shirts and they they ran with the club for X amount of years. None of the, I'm not saying they gave them their talent. No. But they they made they they got them over. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Adam Cole <laughs> doesn't get over without his run in the Bullet Club. It just doesn't happen. So the Bullet Club coming to Impact Wrestling, yes, like my partner says, if done right. And with the right intention, absolutely, man. Like this could be another situation. I'm not saying we're gonna get another company out of this, nor should we. But a Chris Bay, Chris Bay is at that cusp of he could be a fucking star in his business, and he kind of just needs that platform. Bullet Club is that fucking platform because being in Bullet Club skyrockets you so long as you put in that work. It doesn't skyrocket everybody. Yujiro Takahashi, Hikaleo, they haven't skyrocketed, but. They also haven't put in that work. You're right. Hikaleo's had some injuries too. But, yeah. Yep. But all those other guys, their their careers mean so much more because of the fucking Bullet Club. Very few guys were big names beforehand. AJ Styles was, of course, a big name. I would even argue that Ishimori was a bigger name, but also too he was a bigger name for another company. Right. Another Japanese company. You know, it just. It's just so much. You mean so much more by wearing those colors, and and I know I sound like a fanboy, but I'm a proven fanboy. It just fucking works. And Chris Bay is a perfect example. Joe and I, I'm gonna give us, I'm gonna give us an episode. So we're not gonna do it tonight because this is right on the spot. But I want you and I, the fantasy book, who would be good and impact 
for the bullet club. For the bullet club. Take some time. Okay. We'll think about that. And we'll think about that next time. But we're going to wrap things up here, ladies and gentlemen. But I just want to say, you know, whether it's WWE or everybody else in, in, in the, for, you know, the Forbidden Door, all around the world, it, it's really fucking cool where wrestling's at right now. Even WWE put on... I, I gotta admit, they put on they put on a fun show with Money in the Bank. And, it was, it, it was, it, it was fun. You know, and and these these first initial shows that we're getting uh, post Thunderdome, the, the critically acclaimed <laughs> Thunderdome. <laughs> As I was editing that, I had to I had to listen to that a few yeah. times. This killed me. <laughs> um, that's a T-shirt waiting to happen. <laughs> But they, 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 those those post Thunderdome shows have, have been extremely fun, and uh, I'm really glad to uh, to for the most part, you know, be a part of them as a fan. So, um, but this the situation that happened at uh, as far as the weekend of the Money in the Bank, hands down. Even though I didn't see it, hands down, Slammiversary, biggest headline of the fucking yeah, of oh the yeah. fucking month. Jay White is here. In the United States, for the foreseeable future, I don't know how long he's going to be here, but he's here now, and he's here to raise a shit ton of eyebrows and and steal the show. Sorry, WWE, but nothing John <laughs> Cena or Bill Goldberg's got on, on fucking Jay White. And if you don't know about Jay White, you better fucking learn, because I'll say it one more time before I wrap these up. Best wrestler in the world today. You don't have to agree with me. But it's true. And that's all I got to say about that. I agree with you. And if you don't, hey, uh, please email email us at 20x20crew at gmail.com. We are available on other social medias, Instagram and Twitter with the handle at 20x20crew. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew. That's our official Facebook page. Again, we also have a Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. And then, uh, of course, our home on the web, 20x20crew.com, where you can find past episodes, merchandise, and the like. And uh, that's going to do it, man. So thank you again for listening, as always. Uh, Much appreciated. I've been Joe. He's been Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been fan-fucking-tastic. And until next time, we will see See you in in the the ring. ring.